All right, we are recording. Welcome to Outright TV. This is a, uh, a, a podcast um, and audio cast, I guess, series that Outright started a few months ago uh, to share the stories of LGBTIQ people and allies. My name is Dinah. I'm the Senior Communications Manager at Outright. And today I'm talking to one of my best friends in the world, Kaspar Zali, the Sinriga in Latvia. Welcome, Kaspar. Hey, Dinah. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm quite good. It's like the last summer days over here in Latvia, so we're trying to enjoy it as much as we can, obviously. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for this conversation for Outright TV. Thank you for inviting. Um, I'm going to give you 45 seconds, no more, no less, to uh, <laughs> introduce yourself. But hold on, I need to start my timer. Okay, oh, 45 okay. seconds start now. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. But yeah, so thanks God you, you gave, uh, gave me a question before that. It's like, so I consider myself as a human rights uh, advocate. And yeah, I'm currently based in Latvia. So I have no idea where I'm going to be in the year. Uh, my passion is uh, working towards the LGBT equality in Latvia and Europe, mostly. And currently... I'm busy with a partnership law in Latvia, or we call it the Life Spouses Bill. I work with the businesses, with the diversity, uh, trying to combat in some ways hate crime and hate speech. And yes, and preparing for the Baltic Pride next year. So that's going to take place in Riga. That was 45 seconds exactly. It's almost like you... Oh my God, it's like... It's, that's <laughs> the shortest, shortest introduction about myself ever. <laughs> Well, you rose to the challenge. I would only add to what you said, I would add that you are a pioneering activist in Latvia. You're probably the best known gay in the village um, of Latvia, maybe, perhaps, one of. After, after, you know, after Carlos Stripes, who was the, he was the first, was the first he gay was the in first. the village. <laughs> this is a, yeah. a journalist, and a Latvian-American journalist, who actually likes to say that he was the first gay in the village twice because he grew up in a, an expat Latvian community in the States and then, and then came to Latvia. Anyway, but behind Carlos Stapes, perhaps yeah. it's you. So you're a, <laughs> a pioneering activist. Under your watch, um, Riga hosted Europride in 2015, which was attended by, what was it, 8,000 people? It was a lot of people. 5,000. 5, oh, 8,000 was afterwards, right? Was it, it was the yeah. next time that Riga hosted Pride. So under your watch, Pride in Riga has absolutely expo exploded, um, achieving humongous numbers for a tiny little country. You've also um, formed partnerships with businesses and politicians and political parties that have been pu publicly acknowledged by them, which is also a huge achievement for Latvia. You founded the Diversity Charter. And last year, in an interview with one of our cultural publications in Latvia, Satori, the interviewer said that you made pride and fighting for LGBTIQ quality cool, which I agree with. Um, <laughs> Is there something that stands out to you in, in the over a decade of activism that, that you've been part of? Is there something, an achievement that stands out to you that, that really served as a catalyst for change that made fighting for LGBTIQ equality cool? I think that was a, uh, I think that was a pride. It's like the, uh, the pride was a, uh, the big change. And it's like, uh, it's not just my achievement. It's like, I know it's like, you like to say I'm pioneering, but uh, pride especially is something that uh, I'm doing together with Chris, uh, with Christine. She's like the chair of the European Pride uh, Organizers Association. So, so yeah, we organized Pride together since 2012. And it's like, it's, it's, it's funny how 
uh, every single time when you're saying is like 5,000, 8,000, we literally know uh, every single year how, uh, how long was the march and how many people were there. So it's like starting with 250 meters, 650 meters, and now 2.2 kilometers, and then 750 people. So, but I think the pride was, pride was the biggest catalyst and it's like, and the Euro pride was uh, something that nobody believed that we could ever, uh, ever bring to Latvia. And uh, yes, we did it. And since, since then people saw like, you know, they were afraid from the violence that was, um, now this year actually the most violent pride this year was 15 years ago literally the first pride and uh, and yeah and people understood that it's no like there's no need to fear anymore so and uh, yeah we can be more open we can uh, speak about this politicians are speaking about this and suddenly nobody can ignore us so so it's like this year as well is like we have uh, municipality elections in a, in what couple weeks, and uh, and one of the questions asked by the public broadcaster is uh, what are the what is the opinion of each political party about the pride? It's like either you support the pride, you you consider that the pride should be as big as in Stockholm or in Madrid, or you obviously condemn the pride. So so one part of them is is clearly. Uh, is uh, clearly uh, condemning the pride and doesn't want it to happen but i uh, like let's let's give them hope but it's never going to happen again well, so and pride is going to keep on going they're no longer the majority right and i think just to draw attention to some of the things you said the first ever pride march in in riga happened in in 2005 so 15 years ago mm -hmm. right so euro pride took place only 10 years later and within the span mm -hmm. of those 10 years we went from a tiny, tiny march, which was, you know, a hundred or so people in the first one met 70. by, was it 70? Okay. 70. Clearly my memory is murky. So 70 people met by, now you can say the number because I don't want to get the more numbers. There we go. Thousands of protesters, very violently minded protesters. Then the year after that pride was banned. So, and then within 10 years, there were 5,000 people and no violence and very few protesters who were absolutely outnumbered um, to 8,000, you know, three years later in 2018. So it is, it's absolutely mm. incredible what you've done. Um, and of course, of course you didn't do, a, do it alone, but I think you should also <laughs> not underplay your own role in, in being a very visible and pioneering and fearless activist in many ways. Um, Thank you. But of course, you know, pride is one thing and, 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 and activism being cool is one thing, but, but, but quite another thing is what's happening in a legislative sense. So in the last couple of weeks, you've shared two different pieces of news with me, one good, one bad. I don't know which one mm -hmm. you want to start with. Do you want to start with, yeah, start with the one, what's happening in Latvia? Start with whichever one you um, feel like starting with. Oh, well, it's. I just wanted to add is like about the uh, one thing that we have uh, achieved and we can celebrate it. But in the same, in the same time, if we look at what happens in a Poland uh, at this moment, it's like we cannot take it for granted. It's like it's uh, you know nobody nobody believes that such an actions like for example, and this is like connected what just now happens in Latvia. And, Nobody could ever believe that in the middle of the European Union, a one country would support or the municipalities would call them 
openly with the signs LGBT free zones. Mm. It's uh, and especially the country which um, has been like suffered so much from the from a Holocaust, and uh, and now they are putting the signs on. Okay, like if I'm not mistaken, today was the the third judgment as well that the uh, Polish court saying that these signs are unconstitutional, but. Uh, but the president of Poland is, let's say, I have no full proof that he fully supports this, but yes, uh, he is um, he's from the political party that openly supports this LGBT free zones. And uh, this is worrying because, you know, we can, we can think of, of the progress, but, uh, but the same is like, look at the situation at the United States. It's like, you know, we get a, a huge achievement we celebrate and then suddenly in the moment when we expect the least somebody's trying to take away our rights and uh, and try again to exclude the people from the society so and the progress and yeah, that, and the progress that takes years to to achieve and to fight for can be lost like within a very short space of time right poland is definitely an example of that and it's going to be like that for the next five years, most likely, because just the election just happened and the conservatives were like, yeah, conservatives won by won by just a little margin. But uh, but yeah, so but that's that's very much linked as well. What happens uh, now in Latvia? So yeah, we do have some political forces that's been uh, that been around in Latvia for like since the independence. But the, the new generation is now stepping in. And obviously, one of the politicians who is quite famous of his, um, say, let's say, politically incorrect actions, to say at least mildly. So he obviously started from, uh, uh, not let's say how, how to say it. He didn't condemn the actions of Breivik uh, what, when he did the shooting in in Oslo, and when he openly said in his Twitter account as well, that, uh, you know, this is a result of the multiculturalism, right? It's like so this is a, a loud and proud nationalist with all the worst connotations that come with that element of, of political leaning. And unfortunately, he is the member of the, uh, member of the Latvian parliament. Uh, and also this political party is also the member of a coalition. So, so we don't have the you know, the two big uh, political uh, party system, like for example, in the US, but it's like our our coalition is, uh, consists I think of the five political parties or so. And um, and yeah, so so he is from, from a, a coalition party. And then on, in July, like end of, uh, in mid-July, he retweeted a, a piece of, material that or just a, a drawing which is exact copy of the science in Poland which would say the LGBT free zones but just translated in Latvian so not just supporting the message of Poland but sending clear message that in Latvian he retweeted this so and we've raised uh, we've raised this issue with some of other politicians and uh, and the politicians went over and uh, as we cannot as a civil society, 
So political party went over to the ethics committee to, to start the proceedings uh, against uh, the parliamentarian. Well, and uh, what was it this week? The ethics committee decided uh, that it is not against, uh, not against the ethic rules of uh, Latvian parliament and yet, yeah, and he's not punished in any uh, in any of the ways, not even, you know, with the warning or not even sayings like, you know, the parliamentarian shouldn't be speaking like this and stuff. So, so this is what kind of saddens us because, you know, our constitution states that everybody's equal and then suddenly some parliamentarians can say that this is his opinion. So, so that is something we're worried about. We never believed that this kind of LGBT free zones might come over to here. I still have a true hope that um, no municipalities would ever dare to consider themselves as an LGBT free zones. And, um, but yeah, so this is where we're raising this concern. It's like, as he's not listening to what we're saying, what the Latvian society is saying, we're now trying to make sure that the world is saying to Latvia, we're watching it. You know, it's like we know we we have heard what has happened. So you are on our radar again after many many years. So let's hope it doesn't so, come yeah. to uh, yeah. Let's hope it let, let's hope it's the musings of a madman and 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 doesn't lead to action. But of course, there is a sad history of countries in the former Soviet Union learning from each other and and getting the the worst kind of ideas uh, from each other. So hopefully. LGBT free zones um, don't become one of those pandemics that that spread um, across our part of the world. I mean, I, I the the outlook in Poland looks really depressing at the moment, but I'm still hopeful that perhaps there is something that can be done. Um, you also shared some kind of good news with me. I, I mean, mm -hmm. the back the backdrop of that is that. For many years, you, you, you mentioned this in your introduction that you've been working on partnership legislation, and this is something that's been kind of in the air in Latvia for years with multiple failed attempts. So despite pride being a big thing in Latvia and, mm -hmm. and being quite popular and, and easy to organize these days and, and with tons of people joining, the legislation does not reflect that. Like in terms of legislative protections for LGBTQ people, Latvia is pretty down there um, when it comes to within the EU. So what's what's happening now? Is there good news to do with partnership legislation now? Yeah, so there, there are actually two things happening at the same time. So, so uh, we've been and uh, there has been established a movement called Life Spouses, or this is how we call it, the partnership, uh, partnership bill over here. And the movement consists of um, many organizations and activists and these are prominent organizations like gender equality uh the children's protection prominent lawyers and, and stuff so so there is a, a a great movement that is uh, moving forward in order to develop uh, an inclusive uh, legislation for uh for partnerships and this is not just a partnership same-sex partnerships but that's that gives protection for all of the families that decide not to get married. And, uh, and I do believe that this is the moment as well with, that we cannot force people to get married, but as well in the same time as we live in the society, 
um, where Latvian state has said that we're going to protect all of the families no matter what. We are not protecting the families that are not married or didn't like didn't had a chance to get married or are on the way. So so the life spouses bill is something that we are moving forward and one one good news is that after yet yeah, as you said it's like after many years of attempts finally the the question of the partnership uh, partnership bill and the life spouses are in, at the commissions at the parliament so one commission has started already an official discussion about the need of um, uh, of a life spouses concept itself so protection of uh, couples non-married couples no matter either they're heterosexual or or same sex so but in uh, but then there is another initiative which actually kind of went in the same at the same time uh, as ours was we have a civic civic initiative website where you can collect 10,000 signatures official signatures and then this initiative will will go directly to the parliament and uh, and yeah, and so this initiative got uh, ten thousand uh, sig signatures in forty eight days, which is uh, quite a short time. So the previous initiative was talking, uh, which was talking about same sex partnerships as well, took three years. So so I, I I see the shift is there, and and now the other commission, actually the same commission that didn't condemn. Um, the parliamentarian is going to review uh, the same-sex partnership initiative and hopefully it's going to move over to the social social committee to continue the debate about the need of the life spouses bill it's like as every country the political system is a little bit strange but uh, but i think and not that i'm think i'm quite sure we are in the most furthest point that we ever been in the history of latvia when it comes into the protection of non-married couples including the same sex couples that's amazing so it's like the stars have aligned and there's multiple pressure points <laughs> happening at the same time because the last time that this initiative failed was not that long ago right that was 2000 what was that 2015 yeah it's no really 2015 they started to the last initiative failed last year, actually. Last year, yeah. yeah. Last year, yeah. So it's so. amazing that already within a year, now there's two initiatives coming from two different angles, and um, there's no way that that same commission, that same committee, which which uh, which refused to to carry the 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 um, the initiative forward last time, can now say, oh, you know, people Latvia is not ready for this. Well, clearly it is because the same initiative keeps coming back. Um, that's really cool. That's really great to hear some good news, uh, finally. Actually, yeah, but actually to say, it's like we, we, do have an, uh, we do have a counter argument because the, the politicians in Latvia are saying that we're not ready. It's like, and you know, but I think they, they should start to use an argument that they are, they are not ready, not the Latvian society, because we, we just done recently some polling about uh, the social opinions towards the life spouses bill so that would mean is like understanding the concept of family something broader than just a uh, married couple and by the way for those who don't know the latvian constitution states that marriage is only between man and a woman so no marriage equality until the 
sometime in the future. But uh, but yeah, so so that was. Uh, and and in this polling, 59% of the Latvian population is saying that they are in favor of the life spouses. So 59%, and and that's kind of contradicts to the fact that Latvian society is not ready. And, that's crazy. Uh, they have to stop using that argument. It's completely ridiculous. Like I think I've, the first time I felt that was in 2015 when, when Europe Pride had 5,000 people, right? Having been at the first marches, well, you and I both, not the one in yeah. 2005, but in 2006, you know, in those first marches were, which were banned or where there were thousands of protesters and then coming out and seeing all of these thousands of people and all of these, uh, these supporters and, and yet the politicians still saying, no, you know, Latvia is not ready. Like, come on, really can't keep using that, especially now. So it's just, it's a really stark contrast, right? Between so the level of, that the society is at and then, and then the legislation and the, and the political will not reflecting that. Um, well, exactly. we are, we're swiftly running out of time, um, but what's next? Like after this, what, what else is on your, on your horizon beyond the life spouses bill? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the one thing is the Baltic pride. Baltic pride is the one thing that comes back to, comes back to Riga. So, so for, for those who don't know, can you actually, can you do a quick history or like yeah. which year Riga, Tallinn and Vilnius decided to do pride together? So in 2008, um, so the, all three uh, countries uh, came together, organizations from all of the three countries came together and uh, decided that we need to make something big because we're like small organizations in each country. So and small, and and small organizations in small countries. Yeah. So, and then in 2009, there was the first Baltic Pride in Riga. And then 2010, it was the, not just the first Baltic Pride in Vilnius in Lithuania, but the first Pride ever in Lithuania. So, and then it just kept on moving. And, uh, and yeah, so we, we are taking turns uh, each year. And the next year, is, uh, next year is Riga. Fingers crossed that we will be able to march, taking into account the situation, what happens uh, at the moment, because most of the, most of the Pride events have been canceled or, year, or yeah, went yeah. online. Hmm. This, but, but we are, Latvians are innovative. So, <laughs> and we have already ideas. It's like, if, if we need to do something, it's like, we'll, we'll find a way how to march. And, and Latvians people, like their social distance too, right? It's like, no, don't come in my bubble, person. <laughs> so that, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the jokes that we, we had this, like, as well over here when the, we have, you know, what, that's six feet or two meters distance. And it's like, and then we said, it's like, oh my God, the social distancing is over. So now we can go back to five meters distance. <laughs> so, so it's like, we, we like to be f f far apart We like from our each space. Other. We don't like the hugging yes. and the kissing of the Southern Europeans. <laughs> Oh, forgot! No, 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 no. It's like, we're, we're still cold at heart a little bit. So, but once you, but once you melt it, it's like we're getting friendly. But, um, but yeah. So, but I, I think that's that's next, and I believe it's like we will be the next pride. We'll be able to celebrate some victories uh, for human rights in in Latvia, and finally, Latvia won't be in one of the last places in the European Union. So. Here's to so that. Yeah, Here's to that. And cheers Here's to, to that. that. It's like, yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always well, here with my 
you know, dark drink, as you, as you know, I'm always drinking. Yes. That's that alcohol. Dark drink of some sort. Um, well, best of luck, Kaspers. I also hope to, you know, that at some point I'll be able to come back to Latvia and celebrate with you in person. Um, when this We're definitely going to meet at the World Pride, no? I, I hope so. I hope so. That's, that's the plan. I mean, let's see what happens with the COVID and travel bans and, and all that jazz. And obviously, let's hope that within a year it's better. It is going to be better. It's like, hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Like, fingers crossed. I'm, yeah. I'm going to adopt your positive outlook and say I will definitely see you within the next year. Well, the situation generally is like uh, the whole world is watching what is happening in the US at the moment. It's like uh, for us, like we are, we're one of the lucky countries in the world. So, in this, yeah, Latvia uh, did very well. For sure. So, but, but, uh, but still, so we're, everyone is cautious and we're trying to be innovative in all the ways because we have to keep on our activism and all, you know, all of the activism cannot go online. No, I mean, there's great creativity of activism online, but you're right, all of it cannot be online. We, we also yeah. need our FaceTime. All right, thank you, Kaspers, for joining me today. Thank you, Donna. Um, and to our wonderful viewers, thanks for tuning in again, and, and keep doing so. We will keep bringing you stories of wonderful LGBTIQ activists from around the world and allies um, as this Outright TV project continues. So till next time. <laughs>